We was poor. They was a bunch of us when we was kids growing up. We was poor. We little kids or mom a lot of times wouldn't have nothing to cook for supper and she'd set us all down at the table and read the recipe to us. We had a little brother that was hard of hearing. He almost starved to death. We were so poor and we little kids and somebody pull up in the driveway, pout make us take turns running out the yard barking because we couldn't afford a dog. On this episode of The Commercial Break. I think Jesus was just a dude who was on mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. Like, and and weed. Those... Wait, there was definitely weed Yeah, there was involved. definitely weed. There's some Dead Sea mushrooms and some weed involved. But okay. But he wasn't asking anybody to drink colloidal silver either. Or he... even asking anyone to follow him, really. No, he was saying, hey, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm too high to talk to you guys I'm right walking now. to Tibet. Yeah. <laughs> the next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Oh, boy. oh yeah, Catsikins, welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green, and this is a member of Brian's Basement Board of Directors, <laughs> Tina. Best to you, Tina. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Hey, how you doing? All right. Tina. Brian. I do have to tell you something. Uh-oh. And it's very important. I'm, I'm all ears. Okay. Do you know this guy, Drake? I do. The kids, I mean, are, not kids are in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, kids are in love with him. Have you do you like Drake's music? Eh. I like it. It's all right. I think it's okay. It's okay. He's prolific if he's anything. It's true. He puts out an album every two weeks or something like that. I don't change the channel when his music comes on, but I don't listen to the radio all that often either. I never listen to the radio. Who listens to the fucking radio I'm anymore? Old. I do. But so they say 90% of people in the United States of America hear some kind of radio over the course of a week. I just find that really hard to believe. I came back to it when they brought, you know, good old 99X back. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. I know, but at least you get a little grunge and a little more rock and a little less yeah, the Taylor Swift. the state of rock and roll right now is <laughs> atrocious. But there is good rock and roll to be found. You just have to sure. go digging for it. Yep. It's not front and center. I rely on my kids, actually. A lot of the new bands I love are thanks to them. I think I rely on yeah. the fact that I dig around the internet 24 hours a day, and there's always some shitty new music that's coming my way. And then yeah. I'm like, wow, that's shitty new music. But I could get into a little Drake. The Drake's not bad. It's not awful. However, I have no idea what Waka Faka Flame is all about. Nope. But they opened up a new club in Turks and Caicos. Noah's Ark is oh, the name of the club. It's like a beach bar, right? Okay. And so they've been, you know, I'm sure that anything that's owned by Drake and Waka Flocka Flame. Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Jesus, that's hard to say. Waka Flocka Flame. Uh, anything that's owned by those two is going to have some popularity sure. in the hopes that you're going to see Waka Flocka or Drake. More <laughs> Waka Flocka. Probably happy to see Drake, but. Well, I guess yeah. Waka Flocka. I'd take either of them, really, quite frankly. Yeah. But then I'm, <laughs> I'm just hungry for success and stardom, <laughs> so I just want a selfie with the two of them. But Drake and Waka Flocka have owned this bar for a little bit. However, now Drake is dating, supposedly, the manager of this particular Interesting. bar, and the traffic has increased like 10x, according to Drake. And it's now it's hard to get into the club. Because he's dating the manager? Because he's dating the manager. Because now the manager... You want me to read the story? Yeah, who's the manager and why would that have anything to do with attendance? That's very strange. Let's get into it. Okay. Byline. Noah's Ark, Turks and Caicos, Drake and Flocka have business booming and they hope we don't lose her, quote unquote, whatever that means. Drake, Drake's public declaration. Declaration? (laughs) (laughs) 
Drake public declaration, a Turks and Caicos bartender named Flocka is his new thing. Wait, hold on. Huh? Has only made her an overnight celebrity. It also has a, her place of employment reaping major financial benefits. Philip Mizik, na- uh, manager of Noah's Ark Beach Club, where Flocka works. Oh, it's he. Hold on one second. Flocka is her name. I thought it was Waka Flocka oh. Flame that owned. This is crazy. Apparently, other people must have thought the same thing, and hence the increased That's traffic. That's <laughs> right. Okay, so it says uh, Philip Mizik, uh, manager of Noah's Ark Beach Club, where Flocka works, tells TMZ Hip Hop the viral videos of Drake and Flocka have increased food and drink sales drastically, so much he hasn't had time to accurately quantify the increase. How is that not possible? You don't have a computer that tells you that? Of any kind. Of any kind? Of any kind. I've never been into a restaurant where they don't have a computer. The system should just tell you. Seriously. Philip says customers have indeed been coming in the hopes of catching uh, Drake. But they also want to meet and take flicks with Flacca. There's too many fl- flicks going yeah. on here. I'm going to lose my, like my train twister. of thought. Yeah. And, of course, they're very curious if she and Drake are really an item. As a result, Philip says Flacca has now become a hot commodity. Brands have started reaching out to partner with her, and her social media is blowing up with Drake's flan. <laughs> Drake's flans. <laughs> Flim Flacca flans. Flim Flacca flan. <laughs> Yes, I'd like to meet Flocka and get the flan. Can I have a Flocka flan, please? So if they're not dating, they just need to <clears throat> keep up the... They just need to keep up appearances so the yeah. business starts good. You know what the number... You know I had a, a financial advisor tell me one time... You know what he told me? Not that I've ever had any money to advise about, but you know what he told me one time? He said, if I had 10 millionaires walk in the door right now, and nine of them, nine of them will say, I'd like to take my money and open a fucking restaurant. And he says, it's the, the worst... worst possible yeah. investment you could make. I yep. mean, I'm sure there's, you know, lots of other ones like NFTs and shit like that too. But the reason why so many of them fail and they're really hard to keep afloat. It's a cash business, cash on right. hand business. Yep. Well, at least it used to be one. Well, yeah. There. And just getting the word out to get business in the door. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just tough. Well, and I can understand if you're a celebrity, the temptation to open the doors, sure. have someone else run the place and just make a little extra cash on the side, especially if you own the real estate under it. However, Hoping that one bartender stays around yeah. so that you can continue to it's make risky. money. It's very, very risky, risky uh, business strategy. Yeah. Now, I am not about to tell Drake how to run his business because he seems to be doing just fine. And I'm still stuck in my daughter's <laughs> extra room here in this <laughs> double wide trailer north of Atlanta. However, uh, it just like having the whole success of the restaurant hinge on whether or not you're dating the bartender seems to me to just be a bad business strategy altogether. Now, of course, if you just happen to be dating the bartender and it works and shit gets busy, well then God bless you. She's doing very well. She must be. Brands are already reaching out to her for partnerships. We've been doing this for 6,000 episodes and we still don't have somebody famous. I know. Seriously. Astrid, uh, I'm just, I just know Astrid's waiting for that right guest to show up when she can <laughs> pop in and send him an email Hello. and be like, get me out of here. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Astrid, <laughs> hostage of the commercial break. <laughs> I would like to introduce myself with the following nude photographs. <laughs> Please come get me Please in your help. private plane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brian's Honda with no hood is not working for me anymore. <laughs> I just want to know, I I had friends that, you know, they came into some money and they run immediately and they start buying up like small islands. That's what they did. I want one of those. I know. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I'll get one. I'll work on that. Five-year plan, island. How many islands are there though? 
Uh, I mean, like desirable enough. islands. You know what I'm saying? I Don't know. you? You got to run electricity to there. You got to get cable and satellite and uh, internet. Internet, all the important things. It seems like that's a lot of infrastructure. I think you work. just put up a cell phone tower and call it a day. Yeah, that's true. But even that is like, how do you get the cell phone tower there? You got to get just a call Verizon. Yeah, you like, call Verizon. <laughs> I like, need a tower on my island. Please. If I get a new family plan, can I get a tower? tower. That's right. Well, now they got that 5G shit everywhere. So you just got to put I know a lady those. that tried to get a tower put on her property because the cell phone service at her estate was just so poor. Oh, oh at her estate? Yeah. Well, when wanted, you call it an estate, that, she yes. She wanted them to come put a tower. They laughed at her, but I well, thought it was funny too. My dad, before cable was roundly a thing before you know before everybody had cable running in front of their house my dad petitioned the local cable company in chicago to have to be the first guy to get cable on the block yeah and so they did they came out and they ran the lines and they ran it up to the house he was the first guy to get cable on the block that's pretty cool and i keep petitioning fucking comcast to get out in front of my house but they will not do i don't understand why they're still having these like little turf wars with everybody and i i can't i don't understand it, it- it is weird. They get like a monopoly on the area. Isn't that strange? It's no fair. It seems like it should be illegal, to be honest. It should be illegal. Yeah, it's a monopoly. It's like some things are illegal with the monopoly laws, and then some yep. things are acceptable with the monopoly laws. I, I just don't understand why Comcast can't run a wire in front of my house. Or use the existing wires and just pipe that shit through. Because I will tell you something. Comcast has the best cable. It's true. If you're going to have cable, Xfinity yep. is the cable to have. In yep. my opinion, and this is not too. a... I'm not pitching an ad. I'm just saying that I think Xfinity, of all the cable services I've had, and I've had all of them, all the cable services, all of them, I can name them all. I can tell you what quality of service they all have. And Comcast, Xfinity is the best. DirecTV is okay. Xfinity is better. That's all I got to say. Your Xfinity is not going out when it rains. No, but the kind of DirecTV that uh, now we have DirecTV, the kind of DirecTV we have is reliant on the internet and not the satellite. Yeah. Because I had some boneheads come out here for dish. I had some boneheads come out here, swear up and down, left and right, on a Bible, that they could get me satellite service. I did not want a fucking satellite dish sitting anywhere around my house (laughs) or on top of my house. And they swore to me, little tiny thing, sit on top of your roof. They did some thing with a, they had like this, you know the ghost hunters when they use those fake... <laughs> yeah, the ectometer. Yeah, the ectometer, yeah. the ectometer, <laughs> you know, the slimometer, whatever they use to see if there's special the energies in the house. Yeah, yeah, had some guy out the back, you know, he was like looking through a pentometer or something. He was like, <laughs> had a little compass in the sun. And Dousing. He, yeah, and he was like getting a signal from a satellite <laughs> flying around Earth. And he's like, oh no, you got 100% here, no problem. Just put it right on the roof, a tiny little thing. Okay, I'll bite, because they're going to give me like two months of free service. Right. And at the time, I had a terrible service. I won't mention it by name, but it was like the worst cable service you could have. Still stuck in 1989, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So I was just desperate to get something else. Dish people come out, ectometer, hectometer, compass, looking at the sun, staring directly at the sun, w- waiting for dousing the satellite rods. to fly yeah. by. Yeah. Saying prayers. Saying prayers <laughs> at dousing rods. <laughs> dousing rod, waiting for the satellite to fly above. And this motherfucker swore to me, Tina, I still have three. Not one, not two, oh, three. No. Satellite dish plates sitting on the back of my house. Not the actual satellite dish, just the plate where the satellite dish would have gone. Because this dipshit apparently was 1,000% wrong about my ability to catch the satellite as it's moving (laughs) across Earth. How do I not have the ability to catch a satellite in Atlanta, Georgia? (laughs) How do I not have the ability? 
I can see uh, Musk's little flying yeah, things up like, there. It's not like you're living in the woods. No, it's yeah. not. It's I can see Starlink with my naked eyes, but this guy can't get a signal from the world's largest satellite dish, dish technology. Unreal. Unreal. And then he left them there. He of left course. them there. Told me he'd be back to take them off with some putty. So we now you got to hire junk removal. Hire a junk removal. I got to hire a roofer. <laughs> I get the house renovated, and then the roof guy's like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Some guy up there left you with want seven. It? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said, "You want him?" He goes, "No," and I don't want to take him out because you're going to have water pouring in your house because this dipshit put seven inch screws in there. So this is like, I want to buy an island, but I'm concerned about how I get all this if stuff to the get- island. That's cable right. at my house in the suburbs, then what's going to happen on the island? If I can't get a satellite dish that yeah. can bring dish uh, direct TV to my front door, then I'm really concerned about the rest we'll of stuff. We'll just have like, to homestead and go Amish. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the kids turn out great, I hear. <laughs> Who needs running water? Yeah, there's whole television <laughs> shows about how terrible it is to live with the Amish. But then as the butter's die, good. Yeah, the butter's great. And so is furniture. <laughs> <laughs> the clothing never Looks wears funny, out. But yeah, it'll hold up. And then Astrid and I see some Amish guy running through the <laughs> through the McDonald's, McDonald's. drive-through <laughs> with his fucking horse. It was crazy. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's okay to use the convenience if there's no other choice. I assume that's what's going on. Yeah. Is that and they would look like they had some. It looked like one of those tours they were giving because there was two people on the oh, back with like a blanket like over them. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, no, they were definitely Amish. Like they had the whole look going on. But there were two people sitting in the back of the carriage that did not at all look Amish. One of them had an iPhone. Freezing uh, cold. They had a blanket on. So I think it was like one of those Amish tours. tours. Their yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they fun. were on this major street passing the Piggly Wiggly in the Walmart. It always blows my mind when I see them. I'm like, oh, you guys live here too? Yeah. How do you? Weird. I don't know. <laughs> so if the Amish do it, I suppose that I can. But I just don't want to think about having to go to the grocery store by getting on a boat and traveling six yeah, hours. Yeah, you got to know overseas. someone with a plane. <clears throat> For sure. And if have if an we can bigger. afford the island, we can afford the pilot and the plane. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But, you know, I talked to my friends who went and bought that, this island. I forgot where they buy it off of Ecuador or something like that. They buy this island and then they start the long, slow process of like putting Developing stuff it, on yeah. the island. And apparently there was one family, extended family, that had lived on the island, but they didn't really own the island. They had just kind of washed up ashore like and lived there. <laughs> island squatters. Yeah, but they gave they built them a house, and then they gave them some jobs and told them to help around the island and Got keep it. an eye on it. And so they were very helpful, but the guy was like, getting potable water, getting electricity, consistent electricity right. on the island. I can imagine the challenge. Yeah, and then the food, when you go to the island, like when they go to the island, they have to call ahead like months ahead of time so that the family that helps them there can make multiple trips to the right. big island where or wherever they go. Knock so that, it all out. Yeah. And there's, you know, I don't think there's a Piggly Wiggly around every corner in Ecuador, <laughs> although I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just assuming. So I like the thought of having an island, mm-hmm. but I don't like the reality of having an island. I just want to stay on the island and let everyone else deal with the complication of goods and services. Well, then you need to hook up with that Richard Branson guy. Right. I, Again, date somebody famous. I knew a guy, not to, not to, uh, like a podcast industry executive mm-hmm. who had been on the island at least twice a year for like the last decade because they, Richard Branson and this guy that I knew, they were like directors of a charity, like a landmine charity. Uh-huh. Like remember um, 
Princess Diana. Yep. And her one of her big causes was landmines and Bosnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, children getting maimed and stuff like that. Yeah. So he continues the work in different places around the world. And apparently Richard Branson is either a big donator or is hands-on himself with this stuff. Part of the foundation. And so yeah. he had been to the Richard Branson's island on a number of occasions. And he says, Richard has it. It's like all set up there. Even though it's an island. There are, there's like a small grocery store in the basement of the yeah. house. You want something, you got it. Bodega downstairs. Yeah, Bodega. That's right. Piggly Wiggly right downstairs. That's the first thing I'm building is a fucking Kroger on my island. That's right. And I want it fully staffed and fully, fully loaded yeah. every time that I walk into the place. I'm going to call ahead and I'm going to say, make sure that Kroger's got everything I need. I need Velveeta, yeah. shells and cheese. I need cream and cereal. <laughs> cereal. Cream and cereal. Those are the two things I need. But I want you to stock it with everything just in just case, in case I might need something, right? Down to like the car air fresheners. I want it exactly. I want a replica of the Kroger I have around here. Just park it right here. Better on the yet, island. a Publix. I'll live Get right me upstairs. a Publix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Wouldn't that be so cool? Hell yeah. <laughs> Richard Branson's got 35 buildings on that property. It's like the baddest ass kitchen ever. Yeah. It is. But it takes a lot of money to do that. Yeah. So I know for at least for my life, I'm not probably getting an island. I've, I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm you probably not getting... Instead. I got children and I got the commercial break. Like, there's no... We can record from the island. Don't be silly. I'm not worried about recording from the island. I'm worrying about getting the money to get the island is what I'm worried about. This fucking commercial break. Make no mistake about it. Steve-O, Felicia Day, other McMahon, they're all really lovely, yeah. but they're not dropping checks at my front nope. door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like there's just a cash explosion here at the commercial break. And you're right. If you're going to have an island like that, you better damn well have a boat. Right? It's like a, a boat, th- a plane, 30 minutes a couple or golf less. carts. Yeah. But the thing that Richard Branson does is he has multiple boats, and they just take him to the mothership boat, and that mothership boat floats wherever it wants Kroger. to. Kroger. Yeah, floating fucking Kroger. That's right. Just put it on a barge <laughs> Have, back and forth. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. You know, the Navy could ship. a great idea. The Navy could feed, you know, yeah. 10,000 seamen. <laughs> you just wanted to say seamen. I did. The Navy could feed 10,000 seamen on one of those fucking floating aircraft cities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they can do that, you know how they do that? They float a boat up next to it. Yep. It's a supply boat, right? And then they shoot a string across, and then they make the strings bigger and bigger until they have this one big wire, like a like a zip line. Like the Batman claw. Yeah, that's right. The Batman yeah. claw. <laughs> Someone comes out in full regalia. It just shoots the Batman With the claw. Cape. That's yeah, right. Awesome. And then they throw Robin across and they say, well, if we lose Robin, then it's a bad day. But no, no Batman. That Robin, he seemed extended. All expendable. the barge employees will be dressed as superheroes. I think that's the only way to do it, I agree. actually. Superheroes <laughs> or fur. Then we don't need cable. Yeah. It'll be TV. <laughs> Plus, I want all of my Publix employees on the island to be furries. furries. <laughs> that would be epic. I would shop totally there. Awesome. Yeah. I'd fly to the island just to shop there. Ah, this motherfucker, he's coming again. Okay, everybody, put on your put squirrel your costumes. <laughs> your squirrel tail is. Hey, someone iron your squirrel tail, please. It looks ridiculous. We got Brian coming from the commercial breaks. I want to go for a grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. I know. So they they float these two ships next to each other, and they just send it across by wire. Yeah. If they can do that, then they can stop by my island. It's and, true. You know, I agree. 
I think if I paid the government enough money, they'd probably stop by my island. Probably would. Just don't drop <laughs> off MREs. I want real groceries. Ooh, no, 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 no. I had one of those MREs. I know one they're time. not. They're fucking disgusting, man. I mean, I'm sure they're better now. So one of my friend's fathers dies, and this guy was. My friend is a lovely human being, the exact opposite of his father, who had some problems. He was an alcoholic. He was in Vietnam. He was an alcoholic for part of his life. He was in Vietnam, like saw action in Vietnam. And he was just a really rough guy, right? He was very rough. He was very tough. Um, But then I guess later on in life, he kind of chilled out and like him and his son, whatever. He got some therapy. That's the point. It's not not even relevant to the story. So (laughs) father dies and friend asks... I got to clean out his house. If you got any extra time this weekend, could you come by and help? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we go around his house and we're digging around and it's kind of a hot mess. You know, there's a lot of stuff everywhere. And so I'm digging around and I'm separating stuff and I find this big case and I, it, the case has like government lettering on it, but I don't understand what it says. So I say, hey, listen, here's this case. And he says, well, let's open it. I don't know what it is. Let's open it. We open it. It's a couple of those MREs, and it's multiple vials of morphine with metal syringe. Whoa. Yes. Multiple vials of morphine. Not one morphine. I think there was like seven in there, uh, of which six still had liquid. But it looked really crusty, and I don't think anybody was up (laughs) for trying it. You know, like morphine from 32 years ago. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't about to give it a shot. (laughs) But of course, at that age, I'm I'm (laughs) literally, figuratively, but at that age, I also wasn't, I don't think I knew what morphine would have done. So I probably, if I found morphine now, I would take it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd keep it in my safe for a rainy day. So we're, so we're going through this. So then one of the guys says, let's open this MRE, which was like, it was just dust. It was powder because back then they packaged them in like paper packages. So they really didn't last. I thought they were supposed to last for like a lifetime, but we opened it and it was just kind of like mush and powder. It was not anything, but one of the guys that was there took a bite of it and was like, oh, that's disgusting. But then I had a friend who has who was recently did some service and he had MREs like in his uh, garage. Yeah, more fresh, like what you get at REI. But still, (laughs) yeah, what what you get at uh, REI. And they make them for the for camping now. Yeah, they make it yeah, for yeah. camping, like dehydrated food for stuffs. Glamping is what they make yeah, it yeah, for. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah, like nine dollars. Freeze dried fro- you know, uh, raspberries with goat cheese. That's right. Beef stroganoff and hummus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the hummus and raspberry one. I am not going to buy an island and then sit there in the cold rain with like a palm leaf over my head and, and eat, eat MREs. Freeze dried. Yeah. So my point about all of this, going way back to Drake, is if you're going to do something on the island, right, make sure it has the infrastructure and make sure you have the money to do that. And I know Drake has money to waste. You know how I know? Because he literally bought a shitty beach bar at Turks and Caicos and, and now the bartender is bringing him is all the, one the business. With all the hype. I'm not here to tell anybody how to use their money. And I know Drake has been terribly successful and he's a great musician. But why you would want to get into that business when you're thousands of miles away yeah. is beyond me. Well, at least he installed a good bartender. That's true. I'll tell you this quick story, real. My dad had a friend. This friend, he owned a couple of different businesses. And he was an investor in two or three bars down in Key West. And so nice. once or twice a year, he would go down to Key West for a week or two. But he was like a silent investor. He, wasn't, he didn't go in and 
you know, right, right, he's not hey, walking. your apron's dirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, your apron's dirty. Table number eight needs to be cleaned. You know, bring some more ketchup to go station. He wasn't that kind of investor. He just was a silent investor. He just gave money and then he'd collect checks, right? So there's this one po- very popular bar, as he tells the story, very popular bar down in Key West. He went down there a couple times a year and there was a bartender that was there, a guy. The bartender had been there for like a decade. And everybody loved him. They came year after year on their vacations. The locals loved him. Everybody came to see this part. He's one of those guys, one of those bartenders, right? Part therapist, part comedian, (laughs) part mixologist. You know what I'm saying. That guy. Everybody everybody who's been to a bar knows that guy. The Bachelor in Paradise guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who's really funny, by the way. I do. I love that guy. Okay. So he says to me, I'll never forget. It was like Christmas. My dad invited him over. We're telling this story. And he says, you know, that bartender, I watch him every time I go in there. The guy robs me blind. He literally robs me blind. He'll say $7 for that drink. And he'll go to the till and he'll put it in there without ever ringing it up. He's stuffing the cash register, uh, right? So that he can take the extra money out yeah, at the end of the night, sure. throw it in the tip jar, and yeah. then he's got it. He says, every time I go down there, he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know that I own the own part of the restaurant. He just knows that I'm a guy who comes down here a couple times a year. <laughs> No shit, right? And I'm like, why did you not fire this guy? Why would you not fire this guy? He said, bad for business. because it's bad for business and the devil you know is better than the one you don't. Any bartender is going to rob me blind. At least this one's bringing me more business. Right. And I was like, son of a bitch. Smart man. This guy's got it all figured out. Can I go work at your bar? <laughs> <laughs> are you looking for Yeah, help? are you looking for extra bartenders? Because I'm here. <laughs> And if I'm robbing you blind, just remember, the you devil know you know is better than the one you don't. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more shenanigans on the commercial break. Thanks, yeah, Tina, yeah. for coming in today. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. All right, here we go. Look, I know you guys are getting really sick of me, but that is too bad. It's my job. Now, go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video content and get your little booty over to youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Want to chat? Leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3. Too embarrassed for your voice to be on the show? We understand. Text us instead at 855-TCB-8383. Can't even do that? No worries. Just follow us on TikTok at TCB Podcast and on Instagram at The Commercial Break. And if you can't even be seen doing that, just listen to these sponsors and let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody, wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Okay, do you want to know what the single biggest challenge for me as a single person was? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking nutritious meals. Do you want to know what the biggest challenge for me as a human with 25 to 60 family members living in my house? Shopping for, prepping, and cooking a nutritious meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's a big stress point around here. And since I don't really know how to cook, that stress often falls on other family members. But this holiday season, we're going to try something different. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help us fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to our door. Because Factor's never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, all you have to do is heat and enjoy. You can choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And guess what? It's all delivered right to your front door. With Factor, 
we can be assured that we're making sustainable choices. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Hey, look at that, a company who's trying to do some good. So head to factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and use the code commercial break five zero to get 50% off. That's code commercial break five zero at factormeals.com slash commercial break five zero and get 50% off. We also want to thank Factor for being a sponsor of the commercial break. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. I'm here with Tina as Chrissy takes a few extra days off. Um, I mean, uh, fuck Chrissy. That's all I got to say. And I'll tell you why fuck Chrissy. Because Chrissy got me. I had been on this kick of like British comedies for a year, probably. When I get free time, when I'm in the shower, when I'm laying in my bed trying to go to sleep, I watch British comedies and I love it because it gives me a good giggle. I love the Brits. I love their sense of humor. It's wonderful. But Chrissy starts getting me on this whole content tangent about cults. She's like, I love talking about cults. I love reading about cults. I love watching about cults. You got to watch this. So she turns me on to a documentary years ago, probably three years ago. We reviewed some content from someone named Amy Mother God. Do you know who Mother God is? No. Okay. Mother God is the leader of a cult that was known as Love Has Won. Okay? Okay. So, follow me here. And for anybody who hasn't watched this on Netflix, turn off right now for about 10 minutes. Fast forward for about 10 minutes because I'm about to tell the story. But we've told the story here before, and so I'm just going to repeat it. Amy is a McDonald's manager. Mm. Amy starts looking, like a lot of people do, for some spiritual connection, right? She's grown up in a... Uh, one-parent household, kind of rough. They were kind of poor. She works her way through the McDonald's chain. She gets her own McDonald's store. But she's wondering, is this all there is to life? And she starts looking on the early internet for something, something, right? Something, like a yes. lot of people do. <clears throat> a spiritual yep. awakening, a connection, uh, something besides the something rigmarole of the day. That's right, yeah. something. And she connects with this guy who's, you know, all about the crystals and nature and, you know, everyone is God and, you know, YouTube, Dibbity-dibbity, yeah, all of it, the hippy yeah. dippy bullshit, yep. right? Which, by the way, I buy into one thousand sure, percent. So absolutely. even though I make fun of it here, I buy into it one thousand percent. I'm just not looking to start a cult anytime soon. <laughs> Basically, this guy is like 29 years older than her. She meets him on the internet. They meet face to face, and all of a sudden, three days later, they're married, and she's living on his oh. ranch or his piece of property. Ranch, I think, is a little <laughs> ranch is taking it out a little bit, but okay, whatever. It's a property. <clears throat> During this time, Amy starts really digging into angels, connections with earth, healing yourself, you know, they, she calls it the 5D world, looking all around her for signs of spiritual existence. And she taps into something. She really has a spiritual awakening. When she does, she starts going on the internet and talking to people about this via live stream. 
Oh. As she starts live streaming, she starts to call herself Mother God in this sense. I am Mother God. You are Mother God. Everyone is Mother God. We can all have control of our own destiny. We are all a piece of God. There is no being out in the sky floating up there. We're all a manifestation of God, right? I believe that. Thousand percent. I do too. Thousand percent. The problem is Mother God and then Father God, the guy that she married, they start to separate a little bit in this sense. Mother God starts to believe she actually is God. Like she's the God. Like Uh not everybody's God. She's God. And she's been sent here to fix all of Earth's problems. Now, according to the guy that she originally married, the first father god, she, that gives Uh-oh. an indication of how many other <laughs> father gods are to come. The first father god, he's like, listen, we were all just like exploring and looking into things and calling ourselves God because we felt like we could be a, a manifestation of the energy that is God. Like, we didn't think we were gods. We thought we were a part of God. We could be a part of God. And he says, but then when she started getting some attention online and started getting followers, then all of a sudden it took a different turn. Now she's Mother God. And even though I'm Father God, quote unquote, she's still better. She's still better. <laughs> yeah, she's still she's more she's God still, than yeah, I am. She's <laughs> more omnipresent than I am. So omnipotent. So this is where these things start to take a turn. She starts talking to other people online. She meets her second father god. Her second father god happens to be Mm. like an accountant, like a good financial guy. And this guy starts saying, hey, listen, you should make some money doing this. You should give like these classes. Yeah, Yeah, let's monetize everything. Let's sell merch. Let's put together certain remedies, herbal remedies we can sell to people. And he moves her out to a different property. And this is when things kind of go haywire. She is a full-blown alcoholic at this point. She's taking an immense oh. amount of narcotics, as is everybody who has come to this particular property to hang out with, quote-unquote, Mother God. So now they're making money, they're selling things online, and they're openly welcoming anybody who can make it to this particular property could be a part of their Mother God experience, right? Drug they can rituals, be close yeah. to Mother God. <laughs> and they all start serving her. Oh. As if she was Jesus Christ himself. They're like washing her feet. They're rubbing her back. They're cleaning the house. They're giving, cashing out their 401ks, giving her the money. This craziness goes on for years until she meets. And then she, by the way, she meets like two more father gods in this time. Now she got like seven father She's gods. Polly. She really is. All right. Okay. God, hey, I listen. didn't know Mother God was Polly. That's yes. good to know. She is the, she has many father wives. <laughs> many father wives. I love it. So she has all these father wives and then she meets like a sixth or seventh father God who is a straight up fucking killer. He's a, he's like a, a full blown criminal, right? This guy, which is the only thing you should expect when you invite anybody who can make it to my house can be a part of this community. That's what you should fully expect is that drifters, grifters, and psychos are going to show up at your house. Not everyone's going to be that way, but somebody's going to be that way. One in 10. One in 10. (laughs) Three in 10. It's 2023. Let's give the benefit of the doubt. Three in 10. So this guy starts to cause some real fucking drama in the house because he is a absolute lunatic. He's mean. Is this airing? Like this is in the doc. You can can see all this. Okay. All this in the documentary. It's all videotaped because they videotaped or or put it on the internet. (laughs) Everything. Every single fucking thing. Almost 24 hours a day. Some camera is going in that house. 
it's all a lot of it has been wiped from the internet, but the producers of the documentary, Love Has One, got uh, access to this. So this is, and this is amazing footage. I mean, it really is. You have to watch this documentary. I'm going to have to because okay. I love the cult stuff too. <clears throat> so I'm driving to a point here. Everybody is worshiping Mother God. There are people that literally sit around in her room 24 hours a day, write down everything that she does. Her arm moved to the left, her arm moved to the right. This is what she said. This is what she didn't say. The problem is Amy, the original, like the mother God, Amy, is an alcoholic and she's losing it a little bit, right? She's unable to control her alcoholism. She's doing a lot of drugs. Now we got this bad guy in the mix. The bad guy. Now he's been called father God of the universe. I'm only, there's only one way to call it. He's the bad guy. He is the protagonist, the antagonist Antagonist, in this fucking story here. And he really drives, I think, her mental illness to a certain point. But he's probably an, attracted to it, yeah. He's probably attracted to it. He actually walked on the property. He tells this in the documentary. He, he's still alive, by the way. He says, and Amy has passed away. I'll tell that in a second. So he says to, that when he walked onto that property for the very first time, he walked outside the next morning. He like stayed up all night, got high, got drunk, had everybody. He walks outside, and he's looking at all the land, and he's like, these motherfuckers don't know shit. Meaning the... 15 other people that have been living with her for like, you know, six years. These motherfuckers don't know shit. They aren't taking care of her and they aren't taking care of the land. This is mine now. And he actually makes this declaration. declaration. Yeah. Yeah, This is mine now. Okay. And Amy goes along with it. She's like, yes, Father God, you're in charge. Go do your thing. One of the things that is happening to Amy is the alcoholism is taking control of her. It's taking control of her liver. It's making her physically not well. She is starting to believe that angels are talking to her and guess what the number one angel is the angel that's most in her head don't Take tell a guess. me it's lucifer it's not lucifer it's robin fucking williams oh, robin williams i didn't know he was he an angel he's dead he's an I angel guess. and he's giving her signs he's talking to her all the time and as a matter of fact sometimes she will give these messages to other people in the house. She'll be like, I talked to Robin yesterday and he says that the living room is too dirty and that these people are taking advantage of you and that living room needs to be cleaned. By the way, Amy didn't own shit. Amy didn't own shit. She didn't even own the property. But then other people like this father God of the universe, this, you know, bad guy, he'll go out there and he'll say, Robin Williams gave a message and the message is to clean your shit up. It was in. It's insane. That's madness. That's it's total. Insane. Yeah, that's total insanity. Yes. And there are many other angels she's talking to: Kurt Cobain, Donald Trump. Even though he's not dead, I don't know how he's an angel, but Donald Trump. All these different people that Amy is communicating with. And guess what? She never sleeps. Amy doesn't sleep, according to oh. Amy. She, when she closes her eyes, she's in commune with her angels. She's not sleeping. She's actually which are talking. just. Deceased individuals. Deceased individuals. Okay. Yes. Because, you know, after your fifth pint of <laughs> Jack Daniels today, you probably do start talking to dead people. Yeah. Yeah. That's madness. Okay. As the alcoholism is taking over and the liver is getting bad and she's eating less and less food because Robin Williams is telling her to eat less and less food because she soon will be picked up by spaceships. Her whole body will be picked up by spaceships and she will ascend into the highest being that she could. Her physical body will actually leave the earth. Not just her soul, but her physical body will go up into the air. But she's getting sick. And the one thing that can save her is fucking colloidal silver. How many times have we talked about colloidal silver on the commercial break? Snake oil. It is silver 
mixed with water, guys. That's what colloidal silver is, the li- a liquid version of actual silver. It is in no way good for you. <laughs> it is terrible yeah. to put heavy metals in, in your, your body. body. Yeah. yeah. Okay? So I know a lot of people believe in this shit, but me, not for nope. my money. I'm not buying colloidal silver. I'm not putting heavy metals in my body. I get enough of those just breathing the air here in Atlanta. This is insane. Yes. One of the side effects of drinking too much colloidal silver, which I don't know what's too much. Any is Any, too much yeah. as far as I'm concerned. One of the side effects of this is terrible sicknesses. It starts to block your bile ducts and all kind of different shit. Oh, it makes no. you sick. It sits in your stomach. It can't be processed. It's just nasty it's for you. It's metal, yeah. It's metal. And she starts breaking out in hives and getting skinnier. And now she can't eat. She's having terrible stomach problems. But one of the other things that's happening is she's turning silver. Her skin is turning Stop. silver. Her face is turning silver. Because that's what happens when you drink colloidal silver. You start to turn silver. Mother God, sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker. At some point, the bad guy says, we got to get out of this house. We got to take Mother God to go ascend from Hawaii. So she flies off to Hawaii. Oh, by the way, she can't walk anymore at this point either. From the she, silver from the or silver. from the cirrhosis all, all or just it. all of it? All okay, of it. Just it's hard to tell, right? Of everything. Yeah. yeah, and they, she, they refuse to take her to a hospital because she says, I'm not going to a 3D hospital. I need to be cured in 5D. 5D. Fucking crazy. That's pretty good. I know, me too. <laughs> they go to Hawaii, her, the bad guy, and I don't know, some helper of theirs. And they get a phone call in Hawaii. And the phone call is from Dr. Phil's office. Dr. <laughs> Phil says, your family is terribly concerned about you, Amy. One part I left out here is that when Amy left McDonald's and she just started... <laughs> <laughs> Which which stop <laughs> grilling double cheeseburgers? No onions. <laughs> no onions, please. None of those onions. I don't like those things. When she stopped grilling those onions, she had three small children, and when she oh. left, she left the three small children. She did not take them with her. So now these three kids haven't been seen in a decade. They haven't talked to their mother in a decade, and the family is growing concerned because now they see her on the internet they're worried about her other family members are turned silver she's turning silver (laughs) she's sickly as she could be and the dr phil show reaches out to breed some kind of reunion and amy mother god sees this as a sign that this is where she's supposed to get her message out she says in the documentary i thought it would be oprah i thought oprah would be the one that would tell my story but it's Dr. fucking Phil. Second best. Yeah, second best. Well, no, she claims it's first best because she loves Dr. Phil. She goes on Dr. Phil. It's a hot mess. Dr. Phil does nothing to reconcile the family because that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for ratings, yeah. not to reconcile some family. Yeah. Yeah, it's a TV show. Let's get it together. Kind of. So <clears throat> this doesn't work. It goes horribly wrong. And the people of Hawaii start getting really upset that she's there claiming she's God. She claims she's the fire goddess and all this other stuff. The people of Hawaii basically kick her out of Hawaii. She comes back to the States and now she is terribly and deathly sick. Tina, at some point in the documentary, they go to a hotel somewhere. I forget where it is, Colorado or something like that. They go to this hotel and they check into the hotel because that's where they need to be because she's going to ascend. The spaceship is going to come and take her away and they need to be here at this place or whatever. That's what the bad guy says, right? So the cameras are rolling as they check into this hotel. She's being wheeled. She's wrapped in blankets and 
they show a picture of her face. They show a video of her face. I have never in, it's like a, it's like a quarter. She looks like a quarter. That's the color of her skin. She looks silver. Absolutely silver. Nickel, silver, whatever you want to call it. Do you have any idea how much of this stuff she was taking? She was drinking. They said at one point they thought she was drinking two pints. So a half a gallon of colloidal silver every fucking day. She should have been drinking the pee. She should have been drinking the piss. She would have been. She would have had beautiful skin. (laughs) She would have smelled a little funky. You know what? This is one circumstance where I say it's okay to drink pee. Yes. If there's only two things on the table, pee and colloidal silver, Take drink the, the fucking piss. It's not going to turn you yellow. <laughs> I, mean, I swear <laughs> to God. I've never seen a, an image so disturbing. That's really creepy. As far as a human being is concerned, I mean, that was not chopped up or spit up or hung sure. or something like that. I've never seen a living human being look so disturbing in my entire life. Can you imagine? I can't. And it makes me, I'm very disturbed. Now I have to go watch. You must watch this just to see the The five minute silver face. But here's the craziest part. They bring her to this hotel. They lay her down. They know she's very sick. They, one of the girls who's with, so now there's like this father God, John guy. And then there's these two girls who just sit around and write down everything that she does and rub her feet and do all the stuff. Her servants, basically. Polish her silver. Yeah, polish (laughs) polish her face. (laughs) Can you give me some turpentine for my face? (laughs) I'm feeling a little smudgy. (laughs) I don't mean to make fun, but, you know, hey, listen. (laughs) Colloidal silver for years on end. So she passes away in this room. Like the first night that they stay or second night that they stay. But they think that she is actually still alive. And they have this electrometer, like this. Oh, no, not this again. Magnometer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they keep putting it by her feet and they kept getting a reading. Because, because she's, she's magnetic. silver. She's, she's so magnetic. <laughs> you dumbasses. <laughs> That's why she is radiating electromagnetic. That um, is uh, wild. Magneticity, whatever you call yeah. it. Magnometer. She. Is metal and any metal that carries a charge is going to register, and your body has electrical impulses even after you've died. The reason why you could stick it on your foot and get a zero, and on her foot and get 112 (laughs) is because she's eating metal. Yes, she is literally a conduit for lightning. I mean, this girl is like metal, she's just metal. That's remarkable. Don't drink colloidal fucking silver, kids. Especially not to half a gallon a day. Half a gallon a day. Slowly poison yourself. Don't rush yes. to it. And then on top of that, when you're drinking like a fifth of vodka every five yeah, minutes. Yeah, this can't be a good combination. No, 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 Take no, no, Take it no, from no, Mother no. God. Take it from Mother God. Watch this documentary. If you're on the same path of colloidal silver and, you know, 120 proof yeah. <laughs> fucking buzzcock whiskey, let me tell you something right now. Ain't going to work out great for you. Tina, they leave her in this bed for like three days and they keep taking these readings and they think that she's alive, like she's no, trying to communicate, no, 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 no. even though she's not breathing. But they keep pouring colloidal silver down her throat even when she's dead, even when she has passed away. They still think she needs her medicine. These people are absolutely cuckoo, cuckoo for, yeah. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Are they on it too? Yes. They're are on they it. turning silver? 
No, oh, are they on the colloidal silver? Yes. No, they're not. I don't think so anyway, because they don't mention that they're drinking colloidal silver. Okay. But one thing that's clear, if you look at some of these people who have, obviously, after this happened, there was a, like a big police investigation. They, they carted her around the country to a few different places while she was dead. Like, you can't just run around with a corpse in the back of your that's car. That's really strange. It's really strange. But the, the strangest part about this is there are people, these people who followed her, who still absolutely believe that for some reason or another, this lady was God. It's like, after you go through something like this, the police are investigating you, chasing you around the country. Families are upset. There's clear evidence that she is just a, a woman yeah. who was drinking too much colloidal silver. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And fell for the snake oil. Yeah. Yeah, but these these people who are into their cults, they will tell you Jesus was also persecuted, and so were all the other prophets. And so uh, they just they think that that's another sign that they're legit. That's the problem. It's creepy. I think part of the problem with... I'll just never be that desperate for something to no. believe in that the McDonald's cook is where I land. <laughs> I went I went through this. I went through this searching, this spiritual journey. Sure. And what I found was there is no person or thing outside of me that's going to give me any of the answers. Period. I got to find them right here. That's right. And if I can't find them right here, they're not to be answered not right now. Right. Yeah, eventually just, you will. Yeah. yeah. Event- I'm going to have to walk through the fire and I'll figure it out with some perspective. Yes. But I'm not going to follow anybody around. No. As a matter of fact, what became not more clear. someone who's turning silver. That's right. <laughs> I would have been in this place. I would have been like, uh-uh. No, no, no. <laughs> Somebody's got to get this chick to a hospital. Guys, stop it. Stop yeah. feeding your dead body colloidal silver. That's outrageous. One thing that was super clear to me after I kind of had, I don't know, like a moment of clarity was no one on this earth is leading me around like a god. As a matter of fact, it cut all premonition that I had that religion, Jesus Christ, God, whatever, was the answer because it wasn't. They're all re- Jesus was a, sounds like a really lovely human being, sure. right? But I think, you know, he had a bunch of people following him around too. And you're so right about this, is that the more that people argue against this with facts and cl- science. science and pictures of people that are silver, the more that people <laughs> do this, the more convinced they become they're correct. I know. It's outrageous. I know. Yeah. That's the problem. Like you all these the conspiracy opposite. theorists nope. and all this. It's like, guys, guys, if it doesn't make sense, it probably isn't true. Yeah. Find the middle road. Even if you yes. want to believe in it, bring yourself a little, just a little further away from the edge. The Buddha said equanimity is the answer. And equanimity basically means the middle, the great yeah. middle way. That's yeah. it. If it doesn't make fucking sense, it's probably not true. I'm not saying every conspiracy theory is wrong. A lot of conspiracy theories are probably right. Like, I don't think JFK was killed by one person, but that doesn't, he's not asking me to drink colloidal silver. You know what I'm saying? Like, also true. He also didn't work at McDonald's and leave his three Jesus children. Jesus also didn't ask for that. No, he didn't. <laughs> I think Jesus was just a dude who was on mushrooms. You know I, what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. Like, and, what and are the, weed. Some weed. There was definitely weed. Yeah, there involved. was definitely weed. <laughs> There's some Dead Sea mushrooms and some weed involved. But okay. But he wasn't asking anybody to drink colloidal silver either. Or he, even asking anyone to follow him, really. No, he was saying, hey, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm too high to talk to you guys I'm right walking now. walking to Tibet. Yeah. If, if you want me to blab on while I'm all fucking crusty and tripping, cool. Otherwise, just leave me alone. There's I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, don't drink colloidal silver. silver. Or the Kool-Aid. Or the Kool-Aid. Remember, I, I don't, you may not have heard this story, but at one time, there was a friend of mine on Facebook who 
was a hot mess. He had all kinds of physical ailments. He was blind. He had ail- physical ailments that left him in a wheelchair and unable mm-hmm. to walk. And he, it was a progressive disease, so he was getting sicker and sicker as time went on. And during the pandemic, he started touting that all of his ailments, that he was the healthiest guy that he knew. And, and I was like, dude, you had seven surgeries in the last year. I don't think yeah, you're the healthiest sick. guy you yeah. know. He started touting this colloidal silver. He was like, every post was colloidal, colloidal. That's how medicine makes me so healthy. People ask me how I haven't gotten coronavirus. It's because of colloidal silver. No. He literally, his skin started to turn a certain pale blue color. And I was like, holy shit, he's turning silver from he's the colloidal doing it silver. To himself, yeah. He's doing it to himself. But he was blind, so I don't think he could, <laughs> he could see he didn't, that. He didn't notice. Yeah, but I didn't want to tell the poor <laughs> yeah. guy, you know? You're turning blue. Yeah, there was other people who could tell him he's turning blue, but don't drink colloidal silver. We've been saying this for years on this yes. show. I just hope that somebody watches, if they're drinking colloidal silver, I hope check they go your and... Skin tone. Get, you get, a, get check the your paint swatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to Ace Hardware get, and check get yourself the strip out. and make sure. Yeah, yeah. Make, your, make sure that you're not turning you're that still beige. version of silver. <laughs> All right, let's take a short break, and then we'll be, uh, we'll be right back. Sounds good. Okay, Brian, shh. Let me give the people what they want. Our social media handles. Follow us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. If, like all my hinge dates, you are thirsty for more, give us a call and leave us a message at 626-ASK-TCB3. Or send us a text, no sexting please, at 855-TCB-8383. And, of course, go to tcbpodcast.com to see everything there is to see. Now let's hear from our sponsors and then the show must go on. Last time you were here, <clears throat> we got into My Strange Addiction. I love that show. I love that show. And I had I pulled an extra file for when you were here. And so I thought we'd review it today. My Strange Addiction, the show on TLC where they show people with strange addictions. It's the, pretty much right there in the title. <laughs> My Strange Addiction. In case you're curious. In case you're curious. <laughs> uh, it's people who have really weird addictions to doing certain things. Seems like a lot of it is around eating. I eat chalk. I drink gasoline. I eat walls. Stuff like that. Air, air freshener. Air freshener. Rock. Mattresses. I mean, just all kinds of mattresses. <laughs> that one was wild. One of my That favorites. one was wild. That girl had eaten like a mattress a year or it something. It's crazy. It's crazy. Not the springs, just the foamy stuff. So I found one. I've been looking all high and low on the internet for this because I saw it one time and I never saw it again. I am addicted to eating dirty diapers. Oh. Have you seen this one? Mm. Have you seen this one? Mm-hmm. You have? Okay, well, good. I think so. Let's review it with the audience. I was trolling on the internet. As you do. As I do like to do. Here's the lady who eats dirty diapers. Love that music. It wasn't this one. I saw the one where she just liked to eat the things that absorb the fluid from inside. Oh, the little pellets. Yes. yes. Okay, <clears throat> I saw that one too. My name is Keisha, and I'm expecting my first child, and I love sniffing and chewing dirty diapers. Oh, my God. How what do you discover this people? about yourself? Yeah. I guess you're around a kid. Oh. You're like your neighbor's kid. It's like one of the worst And then she says, the hey, can you change that dirty diaper for me? And she's like, uh, sure. And then you just start. Mm-hmm, that smells it, delicious. <laughs> you put it on your waffles, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Sniffing and chewing dirty diapers. Wow. It has to have pee in it. It 
has to have pee in it. It has to have pee in it. The heavier ones that have more pee smell better. She just saves them in her dresser. Yes, she just saves them in her dresser. That room has got to smell wonderful. You're not going to have a second child. If you had a first child, you're not going to have a second child with all that pee in your dresser. Mm, this one's soft. I love it. It just tastes amazing. It just tastes amazing. Oh, oh. She's like sucking yeah, on Yeah, she's sucking it. on it. They're doing it in slow motion. Oh, that's disgusting. I have one while I'm cooking in the kitchen. I have one in my drawers. I have one while I'm sleeping. I keep some in my trunk. I- so this girl's essentially drinking pee. It's she's just not just her like own pee. She's sucking it I know. through the fabric of the diaper. It's very strange. Yeah, like you would a wet cloth at the end oh, of a marathon yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Keep some in my pocketbook. No, for real. This is good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if I saw somebody okay. with a dirty diaper in their pocketbook... I don't know. We're going to stop hanging out. That's yeah, for sure. I'd wonder exactly where your priorities are. You know what I'm saying? You got a child and you're keeping your dirty child's are dirty you diapers. Taking colloidal silver. Yeah. Or did you have that kid just so you could make dirty, dirty diapers? diapers? Yeah. Continue. That kid's not getting out of diapers till he's you pregnant? nine. Yeah. Who made you pregnant? Made you- and where is that guy? I want to talk to him. I want to see him. Yeah. I want to see what kind of guy decided to get in bed with you. I oh there he is there we go Jerome he looks Hi, like Jerome. a nice guy a lot of diapers like all over the place there's a diaper there's a diaper Brian if I started finding diapers in your house before you had children especially dirty ones just like from room to you room you would call the cops I would probably you would call I would the cops. at least alert the family yes <laughs> hey Kevin something's you know up with your brother too? yeah that's right <laughs> Keisha gets most of her diapers from her friend Kim's twins. I'm glad we got that answer. I yeah, was wondering. Thank you. She will drop by uninvited, uninvited at any time of day or night. Can I get your diaper, Jeannie? Yeah. Hey, you got your diapers? Say, will you yeah. save this for me? What? <laughs> Babies are I'm sleeping. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I know. I just want to check and see if it's dirty. See if your kid's dirty. <laughs> She's got twins, too. Do she can double change? the fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. Baby's crying. It's very annoying because she doesn't care what time it is. She'll wake my baby hey, up. Hey, Kim, what's wrong with you? School. Yeah, hey, Kim. Why are friend, you giving them to her? Why in the world would you agree to this? Why don't you just tell her? You are she not She probably alone. needs more therapy than the other I lady. I know. They both need to be in, like, couples therapy. They have a <laughs> codependent relationship. And the baby. You know what I'm saying if I'm Kim? I'm like, okay, you can have the baby's pee-pee diapers, but you have to buy new diapers yeah, to replace them. replace them. That's right, because the biggest expense when you have children is milk, if that's how you go, bottle fed, and diapers. Yeah, bring what? diapers with you. Yeah, that's right. I want to take this one off of her here. Oh, my God. We're She's going to cry. We're going to take this one off. This one smells yeah, good. This. Oh, my God. She's sticking her face right in the child's crotch yep, and I want smelling this one. that. Oh, Tina. Her this poor right baby. Here. The defect should take this infant before it even... Yeah. These kids are like a year old, too. So they're going to start realizing pretty soon. They're going to have like Auntie Keisha. nightmares. Yeah. Auntie Keisha sticking her <laughs> nose in my crotch and stealing my diaper. Feed me extra water. This is ready to go. She's sleepy. Don't change her diaper right now. She's going to cry. It's nasty. Yes. This is getting- oh, she's digging in the diaper pail. Yes. Oh, God. 
Just like, take it. Just, just just take the whole thing and sort it out somewhere else. in front of me. Yeah, don't take them out and start picking and choosing. If you're going to take the dirty diapers, take all of them for fuck's yes. sake. Yes. My addiction to diapers started about three years ago. One of my friends was changing her baby, and she gave me the diaper to throw out. And I kept it for like a week, and I smelt it like every morning. A week? A week? A week? A week with dirty diapers? No. Sometimes, I have one of those diaper pails where you put this plastic bag inside, you close the top, it's got a little hole, a and little then diaper it genie, yeah. yeah, a little diaper yeah. genie. And then you got to pull, you know, it's like a never-ending bag. You yeah. pull it, it's you tie some, it, yeah. you cut it. Yeah. yeah, so anytime you have an extra stinky diaper, you can just chop off the bag, tie it up, throw it in the garbage outside. I don't think that thing gets more than two diapers ever in it before Brian gets so upset he yes, has to take it's it gotta outside. it's got to go, yeah. I might as well just take every she diaper She sniffed inside. on the same diaper for a week. A week. Ooh. <laughs> Since the first dirty diaper, Keisha has collected over 25,000 dirty diapers to feed her addiction. That's in three years. That's, That's in seven over 7,000 diapers a year. That is three diapers, two and a half diapers a day that, that you're eating. Is... Oh, oh. I... What if her baby doesn't have the pee that she likes? Oh, no. I know. What, yeah, what makes one better than the other? This one's good. This she one's was good. Saying, that one's bad. Oh, this is too much. Uh, she has a favorite twin. Uh-uh. <laughs> Over there at Jerome's house. <laughs> or at Kim's house. <laughs> That's a lifetime supply for six babies. Yes, it is. 25,000 diapers. I mean, I don't change my kid's diaper probably three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I'm throwing my stuff out. I'm throwing it Come out. On. It's trash. Oh, her and Jerome are fighting. Yeah, I'm throwing it out because it's, it's fucking trash. disgusting. <laughs> She's even willing to dig in the garbage for her diapers. I'm going to smell them just one last time and then you can have them. I'm going to smell them just one last time and then you can have them. No. Please, Jerome. No. Jerome is dying inside. Jerome's like, I probably am not going to get a better woman than this, but there's this one thing that's kind of holding me back, and that is all the di- Do you think they even have sex anymore? I don't think I could there's have sex no with way. a woman she who eats diapers. Di- and they're dirty in the bedroom, in her furniture. They showed a picture, and there's diapers all over the floor. Dirty diapers all over the floor. Rolled up, bowled up like you would if you take a diaper off. If you ever change a diaper, then you can kind of tape yeah. them back together so they don't leak the contents. Everywhere. Oh. I like dirty diapers. That's what I want. That's what I need to have. Dirty diapers. That's what I want. That's what I need to have. The diapers, they decay after a certain time. It'll start to like mold a little bit. Oh, there's flies all of a sudden. Wait, don't let them throw my diapers out. But you're keeping diapers so long they get flies? Are flies attracted to piss? Can a baby live in a house that's so dirty? That you have piss flies running around? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think that's legal. There has to be somebody that's going to check in on this baby, right? I hope right? so. I hope so, Besides too. Besides Jerome, because yeah. we can't count on him. No, we cannot count on <laughs> Jerome. Jerome's got a bad picker. In Queens. Queens. It all goes down in Queens. <laughs> My name's Keisha... And I'm addicted to chewing on dirty diapers. 
Oh my God, she's in standing public, at, at Starbucks. Oh, 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 oh my God, she is standing at the co- in a coffee shop in Queens, New York, and she is trying to pick out which she's going to get, and she is literally sucking on a fucking diaper. I would not serve at this the woman. Counter. I'd be like, that is completely unhygienic. You just brought trash defecation. Yeah. You got to leave, or you got to go back and take out the trash for us. One of the two. Oh. Can you go check the diaper station in restroom number one? Filth nasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The fact that I'm smelling it and then chewing it. Some people don't While have a stomach eating. seat. She's got, you know, a cupcake. Oh, okay. She's got a cupcake and a dirty diaper. Well, Tina. It's who breakfast. Yeah, who doesn't want a cup of coffee? <laughs> a little coffee cake and some piss. It's breakfast. Some people like cream. I like dirty diaper in my coffee. Anything nasty. So they're just like, oh, this is disgusting. I need it. I need it. You don't need it, Keisha. You don't need it. No. Keisha's friends are worried her addiction has gone too far. You don't say. <laughs> so they're going to confront her at the baby shower. Where she's going to get clean diapers That's that she right. hates. <laughs> Here you go. Yay. I'm excited. Hey, it's some gift certificates to doctors. Doctor therapy. Yeah. Yes, those are cloth diapers. I feel like you need this to help you move forward with your addiction. No, we don't want her to move forward. We want no, her to get away right. from her addiction. She doesn't like it. No. I'm just kidding. This doesn't it's make weird. sense to her. You have diapers in your pocket right now? Maybe I do. This is my travel one. I just travel with this one. Your travel dirty, dirty diaper. diaper. What does that? What do you think they say at the airport? Uh, like, can we throw that away? Have for you ever you? met a TSA agent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I probably say, "Is that got cocaine or cash in it?" Yeah, okay, what? go on. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Are you willing to lose your fiance because you sniff diapers? Keisha is a complete child. She doesn't understand. I know it's my life and I'm going to do what I want to do. Cute, cute girl. <laughs> yeah, she is cute. Diaper in her face. Yeah. I just like sniffing dirty diapers. This is. What's so wrong with that? I like to eat shitty diapers. What's so wrong with that? Why does everybody just leave me alone? The issue. Everybody keeps saying it's an issue. It's not an issue to me. Keisha, it's got to be an issue. At some point, you've got to have an issue with eating dirty diapers. You that cannot a, yeah, be you healthy have a job, for you. You obviously have a social life. You yeah. understand how the world works. You know this is you know this is not wrong. okay. Yeah. yeah. By the way, TLC doesn't show up with a camera crew if everything's yeah, okay. Right. For you know my what I'm saying? Strange addiction. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> On any show, anytime <laughs> TLC shows up, something's going wrong in your life. Therapy's in order. That's Tell right. Me. You. You have the diaper. Like I have, I actually have one. Oh, she's so at the doctor. Show you. So you sniff and then you, and, and then, then you nibble. She like gums it. Yeah. Well, how do you feel now that you're about to give birth and have your own supply? I feel great. <laughs> I feel great. No I'm more so bothering ready to Kim do this. at 2 a.m. <laughs> that's right. I don't like to get into the part where they actually help people <laughs> because <laughs> that's no fun. <laughs> All right, I think that's as long as I can sit for today. But listen. There's a couple, couple takeaways here. First of all, if you're going to buy an island, make sure you have enough money to bring... The furries into the grocery store. 
<laughs> Make sure you have enough money to pay Xfinity to run the line down there. <laughs> Number one. Number two, don't drink fucking colloidal silver. Number three, hey, listen, dirty diaper or colloidal silver, I'm taking dirty diaper. Dirty diaper or expired MREs. Oh, uh, probably expired MREs. I'm with you Probably on that expired one. MREs. So I say MRE Piss. goes above dirty diaper. That's right. Yep. Fresh piss of my own. Over colloidal over silver. Over colloidal silver. That's and right. And don't listen to any of the cult leaders. None of the cult leaders. <laughs> Guys, come on. You know better. It's 2023. Go searching. Find it in here, not out That's there. Right. What am I, the Buddha? No. You're taking advice from Brian Green. If you actually are like, you think you're in a cult, and you're listening to me and going, yeah, maybe I should think twice about that. You're in bad shape. You're definitely in a cult. Go get some help. Start with your mom. Your mom always loves you. Just remember that. Or your dad. <clears throat> or text us. We love you, too. That's right. <laughs> text us or send us a message on the website, tcbpodcast.com. It's where you find out more information about the show, all the audio, all the video right there from one location. You can also get your free bumper sticker. It's Piggy Fronting. The Piggy Fronting sticker is what we're dealing with now. So go to the website, hit the Contact Us button, drop down menu, I want my sticker. Send us your physical address. We send them out every seven to ten days. So you get them in a couple of weeks. Also, please do us a favor and visit the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the commercial break. You won't find it because they won't show it to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> for, exactly. for some reason, YouTube has a shadow van. But, you know, whatever. Just go there. Subscribe. Like on your favorite video. We certainly would appreciate it. Maybe that'll help us. I don't know. We're hopeless on YouTube. But on Instagram, at the commercial break. And on TikTok, TCB Podcast. You can also leave us your questions, comments, concerns, content ideas at 626-ASK-TCB, the number three. That's 1-626-ASK-TCB, the number three, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Leave a voicemail. If you don't want your voice heard, just text us. It's probably the best idea. Okay, Tina, thanks again for sitting in the hot seat today. I really appreciate it. I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Tina and I do say, we must say, and we will say, goodbye. goodbye.